This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Well, welcome to another edition of Blind Like Me. My name is Tim Black, and it's always interesting where we find people to talk. And you know that this podcast, we like to connect visually impaired and blind with each other and find out stories about what we've been going through and what other people have been going through. And I came across this gentleman on TikTok. It seems like everybody seems to be on there right now. And I saw this guy working with wood and he's totally blind. And then I saw another video where he's cooking and cutting up carrots and showing us how to use a knife properly so you don't cut your fingers. Uh, it's called Cooking with the Lights Off, both on his account on TikTok, and he's called himself the Blind Woodsman. John Furness is a blind woodworker. He creates all his pieces completely by touch and uses special measuring tools made for the blind. He creates colorful and intricate pieces on the lathe. John has been blind since age 16. These are some of my favorite pieces, and they all started as an image in my mind, and then I put them together to what you see now. Welcome, John Furness, to Blind Like Me this week. Welcome, my friend. Hello, thank you for having me. This is this is a great opportunity. I love it. <laughs> this is really cool. I mean, to find your stuff, John, on on TikTok. I mean, I mean, obviously, this is like the newest thing. And I know your lovely wife Annie helps you uh, helps you do all this stuff. Uh, yes. But man, to get yourself on on TikTok and then you know get the followers, um, th- that that mm-hmm. must be pretty exciting for yourself. It's been really exciting. It's it's kind of funny. A lot of people, uh, they think of TikTok as just, oh, TikTok, it's just some dumb fad or whatever. But TikTok has been an amazing resource for us. It's been, it, it, we've been able to get our message out there to people literally all around the world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been great because I like to... I like to try and inspire people as much as possible. And I like to educate people about blindness and disabilities and those kinds of things. And it's allowed me to do that in a huge way. It's, it's really been incredible. Well, let's go back now uh, and talk about your blindness. Uh, It started when you were 16 years old and, and walk me through how this all happened. Okay. Well, I, I became blind at 16 due to a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. I shot myself and it luckily only took my vision and sense of smell or my sight and sense of smell. I like to say that I still have my vision very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it started a, you know, a, a pretty intense period in my life and I, I struggled with a lot of depression and drug addiction for the next several years and mm-hmm. I kind of approached blindness almost as a challenge because as a teenager I wanted to be as normal as I possibly could and and being blind wasn't necessarily normal and so I tried to excel and, and just keep doing everything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now your um, your blindness uh, due to you know to your suicide attempt caused some nerve damage. Is that correct in in your eyes? So you actually uh, your it, eyes actually look closed. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I, I it caused a little bit of nerve and muscle damage to the nerves that control uh, the movement of my eyelids and the movement of my eyes themselves. Okay. 
but it's been kind of a good thing having them closed honestly there's been many times i've gotten a scratched eyelid instead of a scratched eyeball oh well good for so there's a positive out of that then yeah yeah there's silver lining (laughs) so tell me a little bit about how you started your journey then obviously um you know you're you lost your eyesight um you wanted to you know continue to be a a normal teenager into an an adult stage how did it all you know start to unfold and unwind for you well i continued to go to public school which i'm really glad about i I was able to to still be around my friends and be with my peers. And I think that was really important and helped me to be able to press forward and to be able to just say, okay, I'm going to do everything I want to do because I was still in the, in that same place. Mm-hmm. And that helped a lot. Also, there was a, the teacher at the high school for the blind was very good. (laughs) Her and I, she was a strict rule follower and I was not. And so we kind of butt heads a lot, but really I, I wouldn't have gotten as far as quickly as I did without her. Right. Okay. Where did the love of woodworking come in? Well, I've always enjoyed working with my hands and that's, to tell the truth, it's something that has actually been a little bit of a stumbling block for me as a blind person because right. I don't really have much in the way of computer skills at all. But I'm a, I'm a craftsman. I'm a I'm a woodworker. I'm a mechanic. I work on you know cars and small engines. I like to bake and those kind of things. And there's just not many people willing to hire a blind person to do that. No, for, you know liability purposes. I I get it, but uh-huh. it, it still was really a a stumbling block for me but i i got into woodworking when i was oh let's see here about 24 years old Mm -hmm. and i basically i had been i had gotten in trouble when i was 19 with the law and i ended up on probation and and really that was kind of bad i i went through some pretty tough times there Mm -hmm. and I moved in with my parents uh, towards the end of my probation and that's how I was able to truly get off drugs and I was able to get off probation and then I decided to, you know, I wanted to find a job and Mm. there was a school for the blind in Salt Lake City and it wasn't an academic school, so to speak. It was, uh, think of it more like an independent living training center. Right. Um, and uh, one of the things that they had available there was a wood shop. And I thought they were kind of crazy, but I've always been adventurous and decided I, I wanted to give it a try because I've always liked that kind of thing too. And I found it, my my one thing, I found my calling. I'm better at woodworking than anything else I've ever tried. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a, a huge turning point in my life. I mean, just it, the, the, it gave me a direction. It allowed me to find what I really do best and what I can take myself through the world with. And I ended up becoming very close friends with the woodshop teacher, Chris Hathaway. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he taught me so many things. Mm-hmm. Were you scared the first time that you like, I mean, the passion for it, but getting up there to, to the saws and the lays yeah. and all those things like that. I mean, for, for the your teacher, saw. table saws and things like that, that must've just 
scared you. Oh, yes. The table saw for the first few years I was woodworking, I'd break into a cold sweat when I knew I had to use that table saw. But the thing of it is the table saw is where most projects start. That's right. where you, you know. And so it was a thing of I, I had to overcome my fear and and be able to just to just do it and i and i have you know i i still don't like using the table saw (laughs) (laughs) but i i am very safe when i do and i am very accurate in setting it up and the way i make my cuts luckily as a a lathe worker i don't have to work with very long pieces okay so i was able to get myself what's called a sliding miter saw right and with that it slides far enough I don't really ever have to use my table saw anymore. So that's, that's nice. And I can clamp the wood down to the table right. and I never have to have my hands anywhere near the saw. Wow. So you go and you learn this, this, I mean, it really, it's a trade. You learn this trade of being mm-hmm. a, a woodworker and mm-hmm. what happened afterwards? I mean, obviously you were, you were, you were trying to do this to find a job and well, we all know that it's difficult for people who are visually impaired and blind, yes. you know, to find gainful employment. So what was, you know, what happened for you? Well, for a few years after that, um, a, a, my friend that was the woodshop teacher, he had retired not long after I had uh, started going to the school just a few months. Mm-hmm. And I was working pretty heavily on a project and and they were having a hard time finding me work. So basically, I just kind of, I decided to stop looking for employment and I was living with my folks and I started uh, learning the finer details of woodworking while I was hanging out with my friend. Okay. So for several years, I, I really honed my skills mm-hmm. to just you know, really, uh, he he was somebody that he didn't allow you to just, you know, go halfway. He, he you know, wanted to make sure you did high quality work. And right. It's, it's, that's good. I mean, it's, it's reflected in what I do now, for sure. Mm-hmm. And after a few years, of course, I was, you know, I was getting kind of restless. And he told me about a school that was in uh, Vancouver, Washington, uh, and it's a school for is a technical school for tuning and repairing pianos. Okay. And I it sounded like it was right up my alley because most of repairing a piano, it, most of the piano is wood, leather, or felt. Mm-hmm. So most repairs on a piano are fine-tuned woodworking, more or less. Okay. So I uh, came up here to Washington, and I attended the school for two years. And during the school, uh, I I found that I wasn't necessarily the greatest tuner, but I am a great mechanic. And so I started working with a gentleman named Rick Patton, who was the uh, the guy that did the major rebuilds for the school. And he taught me how to, I mean, basically completely rebuild a whole piano, but new strings, new hammers, all the parts in the the moving parts and everything called the action. And, mm-hmm. and I did that for a couple of years. And I also, I met my wonderful wife, Annie, while I was attending that school. Right. She, uh, she was an artist that was painting a piano for a fundraiser that they uh, do every year. Okay. And uh, she happened to be painting the piano in the same workroom that I was repairing a piano. Okay. So we got to talking and, and we hit it off and 
the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> John, what an amazing what an amazing story. We're hanging out with uh, John Furness, the uh, no, the blind woodsman. I, I love the name of that. Uh, I think that's <laughs> so you. cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know you do some amazing work now, and uh, and I've only seen some stuff that I've seen on TikTok and a little bit that I've seen on your on your website as well. But mm-hmm. how do you have you ever now? I'm going to ask this question because obviously I'm visually mm-hmm. impaired as well. But have mm-hmm. you seen your work with your hands? Do you know what you're making? I do. I very much do. I I have a very, very vivid uh, visual imagination. And so it's like I have a computer design program in my mind. I, okay. can, I can see it right in front of me. I, I, I put it together. I take it apart. I add colors. I change the design. So... I see it before it's done. I see the completed project before it's even done. Okay. And I, I uh, also, I have a condition called Charles Bonnet syndrome. Okay. Have you ever no, heard I've never, of that? never heard of that. What's that now? Okay. So, so what it is, is uh, people that have had vision and have and become blind, they see pictures or geometric shapes or images that are just, it's, it's, really considered a hallucination okay and there's no uh, auditory thing that goes along with it or any kind of mental uh, disorder in any way it's just your brain is uh, call it keeping itself occupied okay and mine is very it i'm able to control it in that i'm able to lay images over it and see them just as clearly as as anything uh-huh. and so it's been actually a very beneficial thing for me at first it was very hard because there's no way to get away from it I can't close my eyes or anything it's just always there and it's my entire field of vision so to speak and it's mm-hmm. very there's colors and shapes and everything and they move constantly so that was hard to get used to to sleep and mm-hmm. and those kinds of things mm-hmm. but I've turned it to my advantage. That that's amazing. And as I say, I guess one of the one of the first things I I ever saw from what I watched for you online is a, mm-hmm. an amazing table that you made. Oh yeah, that <laughs> I call that the crown jewel of my pro portfolio. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Now you 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 have a website, obviously. Uh, what's your website mm-hmm. title? It's called theblindwoodsman.com. All right, and you're selling stuff, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that it, you can you can uh, buy things there, and you can also access all of my social media from there. I've got Instagram, uh, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, where are you selling your goods to? Like, who's buying them? Uh, all over the country, to tell the truth. Really? Uh, we sold, yeah, uh, Maine, Massachusetts, New York, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Texas. Now, Montana, are people just asking? Colorado, are people everything. just asking you to build stuff, or do you have like I, a you know how does there, it work? There, there are uh, some people that do request commissions, but I don't really like to do commissions. It's right. very, very rare that I'll do a commission. I, I would rather just make the things I make, and honestly. I usually make the kind of things that people request as a commission anyway. Okay. So That's if you cool. just keep an eye on my website, more or less, more <laughs> likely than not, what you want will come along. Nice. Now you've gone from uh, being a mechanic, uh, a woodworker, 
and now you're baking as well. And and I got to say, John, you yeah. you bake some amazing stuff. There was a a, a pie, a, what was it, a banana cream pie that I saw the other day. That mm. was amazing. Where did the where did the love of baking come from? Well, that came from very young, actually. When I was growing up, my mom would bake bread a lot for us. Okay. I, and I remember sitting on the counter watching her bake bread when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that always, that gave me an interest in it. And so I, early on, I, I liked to bake brownies and cookies. And uh-huh. then I started to bake bread. Uh, and that actually, I didn't really start baking bread a lot until after I was blind. Okay. And I just found I love it. It's another one of those things that I have kind of a knack for it. Mm-hmm. And so we, I, and I had always joked about doing a, a cooking show called Cooking with the Lights Out. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I, that's just my sense of humor. Yeah, I like yeah, to that's tell awesome. No, that's awesome. I, I, you know, if we can't laugh at it sometimes, it's not worth mm-hmm. it, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So Annie and I, with the, you know, with our TikTok account, we decided that we wanted to start doing cooking with the lights out. And mm. it has been so fun. We've done <laughs> several of them, uh, yeah. you know, pot pie and, and uh, several pies. We did a, a, a mixed berry rhubarb crumble yesterday. I saw that one. That looked real. You were peeling rhubarb. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's, it's it was good too. It is good. <laughs> okay. Well, now you've got my uh, my tummy grumbling. I'm gonna have to come for a visit one day. Um, oh, yeah. You, you have an amazing outlook on life. Uh, so many people who are visually impaired and blind. Um, you know, when you lose your sight, um, yeah. they feel that the door closes on them and the opportunities aren't yeah. there to to do what they want to do. What's your mm-hmm. message for anybody who is who is losing their sight or has lost their sight and is going through that right now. And they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. What's your advice? I I would say my message is if you can't do it one way, you can find another way. That's what I've found in, in my journey with blindness. It, it might take a bit longer than it would. Otherwise it, might be a little bit more complicated but you can do it Mm -hmm. also most people are willing to help you and most people are willing to genuinely help you and not just cheat you Mm -hmm. so i've also found that i can rely on my my fellow people in society Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really just try and find something that interests you. Something that I really enjoyed right off the start was sculpting with clay. I think that also helped me hone my, oh, how can I put this? My, my uh, mind, I hand coordination. Sure. Instead okay. of hand eye yeah. coordination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that that also helped me to be able to form a 3d picture of the world in my mind. Mm -hmm. So really just don't give up hope, even little tiny goals, just little set yourself little tiny goals. Like I, you know, I don't know, like teach yourself how to, to clean the countertop, Mm -hmm. Uh, educate yourself with the adaptive uh, technology on your smartphone, which most people have anymore, mm-hmm. which has 
completely opened up my entire world. Like, I was, I was going to ask you about that, actually, because you uh, yeah. have made comment. I saw you made comment about that, that the, mm-hmm. I, the iPhone has changed your life. Absolutely has. I, I really don't have much computer skills. I've tried the like JAWS and the yeah, other yeah. kind of adaptive programs, but I just, for some <laughs> reason, I just don't really get it. But with the the way that the iPhone is mated to the speech technology, it really couldn't be better. I mm. mean, your your finger has taken the the job of the mouse cursor, mm-hmm. so you can go anywhere. With, and with Jaws and the other speech programs, there's a lot of times on the internet, in particular that there is not a key command to access a particular pop-up window or text field that will allow you to complete making an order, for instance, or, right. or you know, to do what you want to do. And yeah. that always threw up a brick wall for me. But now the way that the iPhone software is designed, speech over, yeah, speech over, uh-huh. it, it's just like having a mouse. It, it's absolutely incredible and it's totally opened up my whole world how much does annie help you she helps me quite a bit really she she does all the social media i mean she without her no one would know who i was really (laughs) you know because i you'd be getting pictures of my nose hairs instead of my projects probably (laughs) well thank you thank you for that yeah yeah and and also she was the one when I started to lose interest in rebuilding pianos because I am a, a, a really a creative person. I like things to change. And with pianos, once you've learned all the ins and outs, it's all the same thing in and out over and over and over again. They're all more or less the same 10 to 11,000 parts. Mm-hmm. And it just, I got very burnt out on it. And so I, I, I closed down my business doing that and I I was trying to figure out what to do. And I have always wanted to be a professional woodworker. Mm -hmm. And in in Salt Lake City, there's not enough of a market for it. And up here, there is. Mm -hmm. So I was able, because I was up here and because Annie encouraged me Mm -hmm. and bought me my lathe for a birthday present (laughs) to be able to follow my dreams and become a professional woodworker. So she, she has, has been a major part of my inspiration. That's wild. You guys are, you guys are amazing together. I got to ask you the, the one thing though, how do you measure stuff? I have what's called a rotomatic. I, I wish I had, had remembered to grab it from the shop. It's really a simple tool. Okay. It's it's a, a it's basically a, a threaded rod, uh-huh. and you've got in it's very precisely threaded, and okay. you've got a, a it's flat. It's machined so that it's flattened out on the top and bottom, and on the top of it, it has a raised tab every half inch. Okay. And then there's a large rectangular shaped nut uh, with a, another lock nut that goes up and down the threaded rod. And each full turn of that nut is one sixteenth of an inch. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And the nut itself is also designed to be uh, easily a uh, quick measure. So it's one inch wide, five eighths of an inch tall and a quarter inch thick so that you can do like quick measurements. Wow, and I am more accurate with that thing than any 
thing I ever used when I could see. I, I, wow. I literally made cuts accurate to a 32nd of an inch on the table saw. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. What, something I'd like to add, my wife, Annie, is also a very skilled artist. She's a painter, mm-hmm. fiber artist. She was a photographer for quite a while. I, I, I have to throw that in there, too. Oh, please do. Yeah. Very skilled. That you can see on, on your TikTok. You guys have showed some of her paintings, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. John, mm-hmm. thanks very much mm-hmm. for spending some time with us. Let's uh, get your website one more time for me. Yes, it's theblindwoodsman.com. Excellent. Very simple. You can find all of John's stuff there, all your social media, and yes. uh, and take out uh, take a look at some of the uh, the the wood that you're doing there. I, I, it's absolutely amazing, John. You're somebody that I think a lot of young people should look up to, uh, especially if they are starting to lose their vision or, or or going through challenges right now. You've certainly gone through a lot of challenges in, in your life and and have turned that into a silver lining, and I commend you for that. Thank you very much. I I love to share my message as much as I possibly can for to both give encouragement to people that are blind or going blind and to also educate the world about how blind and disabled people, we're not broken. We're just people with, with challenges. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say that I was given the gift of blindness so that I can help other people. John, we'll leave it right there. Thanks very much for spending some time with us on Blind Like Me. You're welcome. Have a good day, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.